Iron Man 2 this time around. Yes, so we we talked about the Hulk last episode, and then we got Iron Man 2. So we've done... This is our, this is our third? Uh, this will be our fourth, I think. Yeah. Oh, because we did Falcon Soldier. Yeah, so, yeah so this we did is Falcon the Winter so, Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. Then we, we're starting over. We're starting from the beginning of Iron Man, and then we've got the Hulk, Incredible Hulk, and then we've got Iron Man 2. Very good. All right. right. The yeah. sequel to Iron Man. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Don Cheadle is now um, Rhodey. And we've got some other other characters as well. We've got uh, Scar- uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to be our um, is going to be our Black Widow. We've got right. um, John Favreau is back as Ho- Happy. We got Mickey Rourke, which I think steals the show. Mickey Rourke's is so good. And we've also got um, we have Paltrow and this one dude, um, Justin Hammer is played by Sam Rockwell or Sam Rockwell's played. By- no, I got Rick for some. Yeah, so pretty good cast. I don't know if I think it's a good movie, but it's a good cast. Um, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Iron Man movies are... The Iron Man movies just don't match up to the rest of them. Like, uh, it's just kind of weird. Like, it's just... The, I, I, the first ahead. Iron Man movie still holds up, in my, in my opinion. That's a really yeah, good the, movie. Yes, the first Iron Man movie definitely holds up. The second one's got some places, but like I said last episode, we've got a lot of world building right now, which is getting mm-hmm. in the way of the story. And then Iron Man Three is just a hot mess, and we'll talk about that when we have to. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it being a hot mess. I know you're down on it, so we'll, we'll definitely talk to that. Um, I think soon. if you, wa- I think when you watch it again, maybe I should rewatch it. Um, but it's just, it's got a lot going on. Anyway, yeah. let's start with your questions. All right, Ivan. Yep. Is he from the comics? Oh man, I, I was anticipating you asking me about him, so I did a lot of research. Okay, so Mickey yeah. Ward plays Ivan, uh, last name, um, uh, I got him queued up here, give me a second, Ivan uh, Vanko. So here it is. Anton okay. Vanko is from the comics way back in the day, but he was called Crimson Dynamo. In the Anton, movie, that's Ivan's dad. Exactly. So yeah. Anton Vanko uh, was spied um, was a spy in um, Stark Industries and stuff like that. Ended up getting deported. The Black Widow actually tried to assassinate him in the comics. Really interesting stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Then we get the Iron Man Two movie where Anton Marco dies and his son Ivan takes over. It, it, it turns into Whiplash. Um, mm-hmm. There is another Whip. There is a Whiplash comic villain in the comic books. I'm not sure if it's Anton, but Marvel retconned the whole thing and made Ivan Vanko Whiplash in the current comics, but changed his name to Anton. <laughs> so right now in the in the Marvel universe, there is an Anton Vanko, which is Whiplash, but the original Anton Vanko was Crimson Domino. It's just like it's really weird what they did. They yeah. did it in a very the Marvel did a lot of retcon stuff in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's like yes. they didn't even have to do that if they just got they the names ha- right no. in the movie. No, they didn't have to do that at all. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. And um, we actually get so if you look at the comic, I mean the movie version of Ivan, he is Whiplash, but he's also Crimson Dynamo. Like the Whiplash character in the comic books never had this kind of Stark tech or anything like that. So what Marvel, so what Marvel did was took Crimson Domino, changed him for the movie, changed his name to Ivan, and gave him Whiplash characteristics. So they actually they melted together two or three different characters to create Ivan Vanko. 
Uh, it's not kind of convoluted, but um, it's fine for what it is. I think if the only reason it works is because of Mickey Rourke. He does a really good job. He mm-hmm. brings a, a, that character to life in a way that I thought was very impressive. Uh, and nobody else in the movie does a good job as him. Like every time um, Mickey Rourke's on screen, I had a great time. Him and um, Jack, uh, Justin Hammer, when he was on screen, I thought they both did a fantastic job. What's his name again? Uh, Sam Rockwell. So when Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke were on screen, I was having a great time. Everybody else, I was like, eh, whatever. But when these two guys were doing their thing, I thought, they, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, my son was watching this with me, and I had to tell him that um, that Sam Rockwell, the actor, does a really good job of playing likable characters in other movies, which means the fact that we both hated him a lot in this movie means he's just a really, really good actor. He is. I agree 100%. I think he he really brought a lot of work to that character. Like, he's just fun to watch. And um, it, so Mickey Rourke, fun. Sam Rockwell, fun. Um, so that was that was good. So yes, to answer your question, uh, Ivan definitely from the comics. Well, wait, uh, is Ivan from the comics or is no. his dad from the comics? Okay, so the idea of Ivan Vanko and his the father, super, the superheroes, the super all those villains. ideas come from the comics. Yeah, the character, the ideas. So it's a really interesting soup. There's a lot going on. So yes and no. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, since you say since. Uh, you know, that's all complicated and everything. One of my questions was, what about the bird? No. I'm thinking the bird, yeah. The bird's not from no, the comics. No, at all. It was a really weird, significant thing in the movie to mm-hmm. not have come from the comics, in, in my mind. Um, yeah, it's just a kind of a fun thing, but no, it has no comic. Yeah. I wish it, it'd be kind of fun that for the bird to have his own comic book series. But no, I was kind of expecting you to be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mike, the, the bird's from the comics, and Ivan... Can um, <laughs> telepathically talk to the bird, <laughs> just like the falcon. Well, listeners, if I'm wrong, because it could be a storyline, who knows? Who knows? Um, right. But no, 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 definitely not. Well, okay. who knows? It could be. Well, I don't I'm, think so. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that's not the case. Um, all right. Uh, so you already talked about this a little bit. Ivan's dad did actually work for Howard Stark in the comics. But you said he was a spy for Stark Industries or spying on Stark Industries? He was spying on Stark Industries. From my from the research that I did, he was spying on Stark Industries. Okay, so that's just like the movie then. Yep. Okay. Anything else about that at all? No, not really. Um, but what I thought was interesting was you have this like old so Otton Vanko was from the nineteen sixties. So we've got like, you know, all the anti communist stuff that was in the fifties. Uh, blending itself into Iron Man. We've already talked about that a little bit with the Vietnam War and everything else. Um, the Vietnam right. War, well, I don't know. Anyway, um, so you still have this Red Scare kind of stuff, like Russians as a villain. So that's kind of playing out here, but not nearly as much as it, it was comics back in the day. So like, the, the idea of the Crimson Dymo as a villain, like a red super superhero in a red metal suit, like that's a straight up, like, anti-communist propaganda which i thought was really interesting so um again no not really um but um russia's a failed state in in iron man 2 kind of like now uh so like the idea that this poor guy is a his dad died um he's a physicist and his dad helped howard stark create the technology that saved um tony stark's life and it's like you have tony stark who is like super popular Iron Man flying around and then you have Ivan Vanko who's like just lost his father 
And right. um, that, that, that kind of parallel, I wish they spent more time on that parallel um, instead of just kind of him. He did it, the revenge storyline I thought was pretty good, but it could have been amped up a lot more. But um, I thought it was like, that's the strongest part of the movie. I think I kind of wish they would have amped it up a little bit harder, but it's pretty good. All right. Um, are the Stark Expos part of the, the comics? But before you answer that, I'm going to guess that they're not and that this is just some kind of a tie-in with Disney because I get huge. Um, so from Howard Stark, Tony's dad, talking about the city of the future in this movie, I get huge vibes of Walt Disney talking about Epcot. There's a video I've seen of, of Walt Disney explaining what Epcot's going to be. And it seems like Howard Stark talking about the city of the future is incredibly heavily influenced by that Walt Disney video I've seen. Yeah, no, you you know that one. Um, there, there used to be, like, okay, so there used to be a thing in real life where it was like, uh, what was it called? The fair, the world's fair. Do you remember that? Um. Was it the World's, the World's Fair? I think I noticed, it used to call it. The, the, I can't believe we're both drawing a blank on it, but yeah, there used to be this expo mm-hmm. that would take place in like big cities around the world. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower, I think, is yeah. the result of one of these. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff around the world that's the result of almost like how the Olympics will build up infrastructure in a town. Yeah. This fair, this expo would do the same thing. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that is what it's calling to, the World's Fair. I'm looking up real quick. No, that's a yeah, real-life no, thing, not a comic book yeah, thing. That's a, no, I'm looking at pictures right now. The 1964 New York New York, New York World's Fair, okay. um, there's a picture of it, and it has a huge globe, just like they, they had in the in the, mo- in the Iron Man 2 movie. So, yeah, it's, it's based off the World's Fair. Okay, but that, so doesn't, took, that doesn't play in the comics. No, no, not okay. at all. Um, but I think it's really interesting. Um, it says here, the Wikipedia says, a World's Fair or World Fair is a large international exposition designed to showcase achievements of nations. I don't, you know, I remember talking about the World's Fair back in the day, and man, I've always wondered why we don't have one. But there is one. The next World Ep- Expo will take place in Dubai in March 2022. It, go- it takes place from August 2021 to March 2022. So we're Does still whatever doing you're it. looking at say when the last one of these was? Because, nope. yeah, I thought it was something completely... Yeah, it's Gone. called the World Ex- it's called the World it's the World Expos now. Huh. I I'll have to take some more make this like I w- like I I remember as a kid I used to hear about these right. and um the the world the, the Iron Man 2 Expos is just based off that. Okay. Um but yeah, I'm going to try to find a link to that Walt Disney video that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I kind of wish we did more of these kind of stuff, man. Um it sounds fun and like I definitely would go, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um uh, we're we're at the tail end of a pandemic right now, but um, before that, I will. Yeah. Um. All right. So in a previous episode, we talked about how these n- upcoming Iron Man movies would have displays of all the different Iron Man uh, iterations or or yep. mark. Um. This one has four. Yep. Uh. They set it up like the camera shows all four of them pretty clearly. They have a display over them that labels them all. I'm going to read out the labels and see if there's any significance back to the comics for this stuff. So it's got the Mark 1, and that one's labeled as Reconstruction. 
Mm-hmm. It's got the Mark II. That one's labeled as Prototype. Mark III, Battle Damage. And Mark IV, Awaiting Upgrade. Does that mean anything so, to you as a comic book reader? Well, like I said last time we talked about Iron Man, his, re- his reiterations of his suit's a big deal. Like A new suit's always a massive big deal. It's always an improvement. And so that, this is, that's what the show's kind of hawking back to. Um, the new suit's. Uh, Iron Man trying to improve himself, trying to improve his suit. So yeah, it's 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 it, the comic books are the movie is respecting the idea that there's two things that people love about Iron Man, Tony Stark himself, and but the suits are it. The suits are what we're looking for. A uh, new suit's always a big deal. Uh, and at the end of Iron Man two, of course, he does get a brand new suit. I think it's cool. Okay, and then the Mark II, the prototype. That's what. Rody wears. Yes, so Rody steals that for that fight scene. Uh, so he takes it and um, he has a little, like, he takes it because I guess he wants to, in the fight scene in the movie, Iron Man is, I mean, Tony Stark's kind of drunk in a suit, which is a problem. And mm-hmm. then Rody has to put the suit back on, puts the suit on to kind of tone him, calm him down or protect himself. Doesn't as he really do a good job of calming him down, though. No, they just get in a big, they, it's a nice little <laughs> set piece fight scene. Right. But then, of course, Rody takes the suit the military so they can um they can retrofit it but um i talked about this a little bit in iron man one when we talked about iron man original first one uh tony stark has a drinking problem a serious drinking problem where he's an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and in the comics he has to actually take a break from being iron man because of it i don't know why the movies don't really dev into this i don't i guess they don't want their main character to be alcoholic maybe it'd be too too big but instead, they, they give him health problems. So the palladium in his chest is poisoning him. So that's his first problem. And he's depressed about it because he's dying. And then mm-hmm. we have one scene where he's, oh, he drinks too much. He gets drunk. Uh, and then that's a problem. But my, in my opinion, Iron Man 2 should have been about him being an alcoholic. Uh, and you know, it's interesting. I was watching Iron Man 2. I, Tony Stark is kind of, an a, kind of an ass. That's not a cuss word. I'll just use it. It's an ass. Like... He um is he's he's boisterous. He's kind of flippant. To, he's like flipping. He he doesn't want to manage his company anymore. Um, he like in in one scene he 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 testifies in front of Congress and he's a jerk to them. He he um takes he drives his own race car in a race and like yeah. he's just have he's self that self those self destructive tendencies is reminiscent to alcoholism like. Just like that, and like I kind of wish the, sh- the movie would have just said, you know what, this is going to be about Tony Stark being an alcoholic, and we're going to work on it. But maybe they were worried about the long term implications of it. Maybe they were worried about um, how it would be re- received. Because like in a two hour play, in a two hour movie, a person can't go from alcoholic to a not a non alcoholic. You know, like mm-hmm, oh, I'm, right. I'm an alcoholic. I need to go AA. I, I guess they didn't want to deal with that. But it's a missed opportunity in my mind because. Instead, they're kind of hitting around the edges, but they never really embrace it. But the Iron Man Two is the only is the last time we see those self destructive tendencies. We don't see them anymore in Iron Man Three or the rest of the Avengers movies. So maybe Iron Man Two is the place where he just kind of loses control. He's so popular, he has all this responsibility, yet the the chess piece in his chest is killing him. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff in there going on, but. That's that's a big complaint of mine for the movie. It's just like it doesn't really 
deal with all this stuff very well. So again, going back to the suits, I'm sorry, I'm, that's a way long tangent. And sometimes <laughs> when I'm talking about these tangents, I have to remember where I'm going. The right. suits, the suits, he's just really hating the suits. Um, but the main thing about this movie is like Rhodey's relationship with Tony Stark and the chess piece that's killing him. So that's all kind of connected together. Um, but to answer your question, the only significance is that there's always new suit. Okay. So the the Mark IV that was uh, said it was a wedding upgrade, is that the one that he uses during the race at Monaco? No, no, no. I'm glad you brought that up. Iron Man had, in the comics, he has a suitcase that he carries around with the Iron Man suits. So, it, so he would have a suitcase around, and whenever he has to turn to Iron Man, he'd go somewhere, open the suitcase, put on the suit. So he always had a suitcase suit. So that, mm. so the suit he, the suit, the little suitcase he had at Monaco was a callback to that, which I thought was great. I thought that was real cool. Like as soon as Happy pulls it up, like lifts it up, mm-hmm. and you can see what it is. Everybody knows it's, it's a it's a callback to the suitcase suit, which I thought was really cool. Okay, I'll, make, I'll, I'll make sure I put a link so everybody can see what that looks like. It's pretty good. It's, that's it's pretty pr- neat. That's that's pretty cool. That's a good way for him to carry the suit around too, and it's kind of like the nuclear football that U.S. Yeah. presidents have. Yeah, and but it's also cool too. Is like the, that suit's like limited. Like it's not as big or robust as the other suits that he has. Like I don't, I wouldn't think that that, that suit has flight capability. It might have limited flight capability. Um, so it's like that was him having a, a smaller suit like that just to, for emergencies is actually pretty neat. I thought that that was cool. That was a cool little thing for him to do. 100%. Okay, so that's not like that's not his usual Mark III. That's no, no. It's just, if you, I'll I'll post a link in the in the in our show notes. Um, but if you look at the movie, it's the suit's thinner, so it, it's not as big. So it actually, it's very so. Usually, when Tony puts the suit on, he's about six foot six foot five, six foot six, maybe close to almost seven feet tall. Uh, and 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 um, Tony Stark's Robert Downey Jr. isn't that tall, so the suit makes him pretty big. It's actually uh, in in the Avengers movie is a scene where he's standing in the Iron Man suit right next to um, Captain America, and he's taller than Captain America. So the suit makes him pretty big. Um, but the suit he uses at Monaco is way smaller, way thinner. Uh, so it's not as powerful as his other suits are. Okay, cool. I didn't I didn't know to look for that, so I didn't really notice. Interesting. All right. Uh, Pepper Potts in this movie becomes the CEO of Stark Industries. Yep. Did that ever that happen in like, the comic? Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I didn't mention this, but Pepper Potts at some point has an accident, and she gets a chess piece just like... So this is after the movies are out, so the, the chess piece is a big part of the comics storyline at this point. So she becomes Rescue, I think. She gets a suit called Rescue. And she becomes like an Iron Man type superhero person at some point. So yeah, Paper Potts um, being a CEO is definitely part of the comics. Okay, was that before this movie or was it a retcon? Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure it's a retcon. I have to dig into it. I'm almost 100 percent sure it's a retcon. Okay, good. Well, it's interesting because in this in this movie, she becomes the CEO and then Tony replaces her as the CEO within the span of one movie. Did he replace her at the end? I think so. I think at the very end, like she was fed up with it. Maybe. I don't, you know, they never really, I gotta go back to Iron Man 3. I don't know if they talk about that. I thought um, there was a scene in this movie where that happens, but. Hmm. Hey, Iron Man 3 is a bad movie. I can't wait to talk to you about that. 
Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the crazy holes in it. I'm like, ugh. But anyway, um, you know Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie? How is it a Christmas movie? It's based in Christmas around Christmas time. I don't remember any Run DMC songs, so you're going to have to help me out there. What do you mean? You know how uh, you know, um, Lethal, not Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Die Hard. Oh, has no, the Run no. DMC Christmas and Hollis. Well, I, all I know is it's based around Christmas time. That's as, that's as far as I know about that. Anyway, so next you, question. Saw, you saw a Christmas tree in Iron Man 3 is what you're telling me. Yeah, that's it. Next okay, question. all right. Next question. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Justin Hammer, is he from the comics? Definitely, 100%. What's he do? He is a he has a head of a company, just like he does in the movie. Hammer and Industries? He ha- yeah, and he has, at some point, he definitely wears a suit, I believe. I will have to check the, the show notes real fast. Hang on. I want to see if I can find a picture of the suit. He, if he wears a suit at some point. Um, so is it pretty much just like the movie where he's yeah. you know, very competitive with Tony? They're Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Yes, one hundred percent. I didn't do enough research on him, but he's like an old man in the in the in the in the uh, comics. He like wears a robe. It's kind of funny, um, but he's pretty old in the comics. But yeah, one hundred percent. He's um he's from the comics. Is he a pretty big character in the comics or no 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 no? He's mediocre at best. Like he he has like a he. Like he's like from the eighties and nineties. He's not even worth talking about, to be honest with you. How does he um, rank compared to Obadiah Stane? Oh, they're in, in the prominence. Same. They're, they're he's, about hi- the same. he's higher than Ob- Obadiah Stane, but mm-hmm. that's not saying anything because like him, he's like he's like a very like these like Obadiah Stane. Yeah, I remember you saying Hammer. Obadiah Stane. Like nobody cares about him. Yeah, nobody comics. cares about Justin Hammer either. Like nobody. Okay. Like they don't like. And this is reflective of of the uh, um of Marvel. And how they treat Iron Man characters, like Iron Man wasn't a big deal until the movies were a big deal, and then all of a sudden they they gave a lot of good writers, good artists to Iron Man. But before that, it was just a awesome way book. Mm, okay. All right, we talked about this a little bit. Rhodey wears the Mark II War Machine in this movie. Yep. No, no, that that is not War Machine. The Mark II oh. is an Iron Man suit. When he when they when they retrofit it and he you see him at the end yeah or uh, that is war that's the war machine suit okay so war machine is the Mark II Iron Man suit plus garbage all the like uh, uh, shotguns and miniguns yes and stuff all, like that. yes exactly like the minigun so the classic war machine suit has a minigun on the shoulder that's how you can tell it's war machine which is like a kind of like a visual cue so so if you look at the Iron Man suit. He has it's red and gold, but he has a chest piece in the middle. That's how you can tell Iron Man. And um War Machine has like a minigun and he's black and gray. So yeah, you can you can kind of tell a difference. In the comics, did all of those add-ons to make it War Machine come from Hammer Industries? No, no, no. Uh in the comics, the War Machine suit was designed by Tony Stark. And if I remember correctly, Rhodey at some point has to get a new suit or do something. Help Tony, I think, and he just takes that suit and it becomes like the war machine. Suit. So, like, it's it's like, it's like, uh, I think Tony Stark designed it and then Rhodey just took it and then that was his, that was his suit. And then over time, he reiterated it and worked on it to make it more of his. Okay. Um, so go ahead. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the war machine stuff real quick. Um, at some point in the comics, uh, I think I talked about this in, in the Iron Man episode we did, 
Tony Stark's goes away and really and really becomes Iron Man for an extended period of time. I did talk about that. So this kind of sort of touches on that, but not as long. Um and again, it's it's rushed, but I think everybody wanted to see War Machine. And so mm-hmm. that's why they did War Machine so fast. And it's fine because we'll see War Machine again in um Avengers Age of Ultron. We won't see War Machine in Iron Man 3 because they redid him as Iron Patriot, and that's a long story that I'm not going to get into right now. Um, but um it's really interesting how they start War Machine in Iron Man 2. We don't see him again until like what? Like a bunch of movies later. We don't see War Machine again until Age of Ultron, which is a long time. Uh, which is really odd. Yeah, well, I didn't we, notice that, but that is super weird. Yeah, and then we see him again in so it's Age of Ultron, and we see him in Captain America Civil War, and then of course we see him in Infinity War, and then we see him in um So yeah, it's odd. Really weird, but it is what it is. I like again, Iron Man three has a lot to explain, so I'm gonna have to watch it again, unfortunately. <laughs> Ugh. But uh, yeah, so uh, the War Machine suit is definitely from the comics, and Rhodey taking and becoming War Machine is definitely in the comics. Okay, all right. Uh, one of the main plot points of this movie is Tony Stark finding a replacement for Palladium. Yes, uh, is that a thing in the comics? No, but please, listeners, if you want to correct me, you can. The idea. I think. That- I think I know what they what they did there is they needed some way to tie in this whole Howard Stark City of the Future Disney Epcot thing, and so finding a replacement for Palladium was just their way to do that. Yeah, I think that was part of it. I also think that um, part of it is in the comics. Tony Stark has a lot of health issues. There's a lot of times where Tony Stark is dying. He is mm. unhealthy throughout the comics all the time. He's either dying or about to die constantly. Uh, and this is kind of tying into that, which I think is really interesting. Is that uh, like a variety of things? Alcoholism, shrapnel alcoholism, in his chest. Alcoholism, shrapnel in his chest, the suit. He's too reliant on the suit. He needs, like, there's, there's a point where he can't leave the suit. I remember there's comics, there's a line where there's a comic arc where he can't get out. Of, he If he leaves the suit, he'll die. Um, mm. there's, a, there's a lot. He, he ends up dying at some point and coming back to life. So there's a lot. So again, um, he's just unhealthy. And uh, this, and Iron Man, uh, you know what? All the movies kind of touch on that in some way or form. Um, but not as heavy as I would like. But yeah, so the Palladium chess piece, the chess piece is directly from the movies. The Marvel comics would retcon that and take that into the comics later. But the chess piece is all movie stuff. It's, it doesn't have a lot of comic basis. So in this one, when he gets the replacement for Palladium, his chess piece becomes a triangle. It has a little bit of triangle in the middle of it. So it's a circle, but it has a triangle in the middle. Yes, sir. Is that from the comics? The, the triangle suit- versus the circle? The suit. This is interesting, Mike. I'm glad you brought this up. There is an Iron Man suit that instead of the circle, it's a triangle in it. And I'm guessing that that was the inspiration for the suit they used in Iron Man 2. Because there is a suit that it was a white and it was a white and red suit, honest to be honest with you. Uh let me find it. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I'll just send you a link. Um but it's a white and red suit with a triangle design in the middle of it. And I'll make sure I send you show notes. So okay. this, that is, I think what they did was they, from a stylistic perspective, they just wanted to 
have a style type of thing to it. So that triangle suit was a way to make it a certain style. We won't see that suit again. We won't see that suit ever again. We'll see it never. <laughs> so it's really interesting how they put all that work into the suit, but we'll never see it again. Wait, so in the future movies, it's back to the circle? Yep. Okay. I did it, not might, it might be in a... You know what? I might be mistaken. It is. It does show up in Avengers, but he replaces it later. So it does show up in Avengers. I am I am wrong. I don't want someone to listen to that and get mad at me. So it okay. does show up in Avengers. All right. I think I know the answer to this next question. So I'm going to try to work work myself through this. All right. All right. Question is, Hammer Drones, is that a thing from the comic or not? I'm going to say it is not. Um, because the character that makes the Hammer Drones in this movie is Ivan. Ivan did not exist in the comics. His superpowers are like a composite of a bunch of different comic book characters so no hammer drones were not in the comics am i right correct correct but but it is not uncommon in the comics for there to be a villain that makes a bunch of like robot armored dudes that iron man has to blow up remember in comics you can't kill anyone so in a comp so so in a comic book you can't have iron man to well in the comics that i read as a kid i think the comics now are a little different because of all kinds of reasons but when I was reading comics, you, Iron Man couldn't kill people. So if there was anybody in the suits and Iron Man blasted them, they had to either show him that they were, they were alive or something. So having like a bunch of autonomous android robots is just a nice, convenient, it's a cool thing for Iron Man to kind of shoot. And to, I want to stop real quick. The last fight scene with Rhodey, the hammer drones and Iron Man flying around in the expo and all that stuff. And then the final fight scene where Rhodey and Iron Man are fighting the drones. I will say this right now, and this is going to be kind of controversial. The fight scene with Iron Man and War Machine versus the drones at the end is probably my favorite minute of action in Marvel cinematic history. And that is super controversial. But it is so kinetic. It is so loud. And it's so fast. And both of them are doing things from the comics. They're shooting things and they're blasting stuff. And it is just fun. I could have watched 10 minutes of that. And I don't know why they didn't do more of it. I feel like the whole movie was trying to get to this point. And when they got to that point, I was so happy. Like, they were standing there and then the rope, the, the drones were like, doom, doom. And the music's like doom, and then the helmets drop, doom, doom, and they start shooting. It's mm-hmm. just, it's actually directorially brilliant. Like, just the helmets going click, click is awesome. And then them shooting, awesome. Like, the whole thing is awesome. Um, so, just to I, shout I out really to, liked where Tony flies down and rescues the kid who's dressed up like Iron Man. You know who that kid is? Uh, no. For, for Marvel history, that kid is Peter Parker. Spider-Man. So they have gone out and said that that's the case. They are. They have officially. So when Spider-Man came out, when no, when Marvel Civil War came out and they cast um, Spider-Man and everything else, they did reveal in a in a press release or something that the kid that Iron Man saved was Peter Parker. Okay. That's just kind of neat. I think it's kind of neat. I just, I don't know why. I just think it's, uh, people got mad, but I was like, that's neat. I like that. Like, at some point, because, like, the kid's young, you know, and, like. It is in yeah, New York, he, right? Yeah, yeah, he lifts his hand and Iron Man falls and blasts him. Like, I, I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's a kind of a fun thing to kind of put in there. So, that's yeah, that's fun. Anyway, mm-hmm. the, but the, the fight, you, you disagree? 
I don't know if that makes me like the scene less or not. <laughs> that's, that's fair, 100%. Yeah. Um, but um, that fight scene at the end, whew, that's still good. All right, so tell us about the, the big bad guy. Um, it's kind of a continuing theme with these early Marvel movies. The big bad guy at the end of the movie is, in some form, a copy of the hero of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this case, so this whole thing, the whole premise, part of premise of Iron Man 2 is the government says, hey, Tony Stark, you're the only one with this technology. We need it to protect ourselves. And Tony Stark's like, no, because if I give you this, you're going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Then Rhodey actually has like a, a compromise. Like he's like, and this is something I made up. I think the, the movie um, definitely talks about this. Rhodey's like, I will have a suit like Iron Man's, but I will be in control of it. So Tony Stark trusts me. He trusts me with the technology. The government trusts me. It's a compromise. Make sense? Yeah. Um, but the idea that the technology can get out there and can be abused is an interesting storyline, and it's from a comic storyline called The Armor Wars. The Armor Wars. What happens is that Tony Stark's technology gets taken by a bunch of evil dudes, and he has to go around the world and find his technology and stop people from abusing it. They're actually making a Disney Plus series called Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. So Don Cheadle, as War Machine, will have to go around and find our, uh, Tony Stark's tech, which is going to be great. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Um, so the, I- the idea... That at the end you have Ivan Bonko in a in an Iron Man suit fighting Rhodey and Tony. I, I know we've talked about this as far as like we, this whole idea that the villain has to be like an evil copy of the hero is getting kind of old. It's mm-hmm. kind of representative of the comic though. Uh, it's also kind of representative of, of, of storytelling archetypes. To be honest with you, right? And in this in this case, um, you can't have Ivan Vanko in like a in like a t-shirt fighting iron man and war machine <laughs> we need a big villain we need a big fight scene um what can we do and so having him in a big suit fighting both of them is fine i'm i i like the suit i think it's kind of fun i kind of wish they did something more unique uh, and i do agree with you in that sense um but this is this is the last time we're going to see that complaint you won't see this. You won't see that again. The rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies don't do that anymore. It becomes I, far more nuanced. Yeah, I actually think it plays a little bit better in this movie than the others because of, just because of Ivan's backstory, you know. Yeah, his yeah. his dad was there at the very beginning, kind of kicking off this whole um, the technologies that led to Iron Man. So it yeah. kind of it kind of makes sense that in this case, the big bad guy is somewhat but, like Iron Man. Yeah, and Ivan in the story in the movie, the, Ivan has a real complaint. I mean, it, it, when Ivan is in jail and Tony Stark is ta- asking him, Ivan says, "My father saved your life," and he means it as far like my father helped design the technology that is as ke- keeping you alive. Right. And there's never and like in a, in a real world, Tony could have been like, "Hey, Ivan, listen, you've got you've been dealt a bad hand. I'm sorry. You have to use violence to." help you understand what's going on with you. But uh, I am sorry that what happened to you happened. It, it was wrong. Like Anton was a spy, but that doesn't excuse the fact that Howard Stark just took the technology and said, this is mine now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there was never a moment where Tony Stark is like, what my father did was wrong. Like, in fact, 
Tony Stark in that movie is like, my dad's teaching me stuff. My dad's teaching me. Like in reality, it's like, ugh, my dad was kind of a jerk. Like he 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 took this technology as his own. He never really gave praise to this, this guy, even though he was a spy. I think it was wrong. Well, he did, and like it's just kind of one note. Uh, but again, it's fine. It is what it is. Um, we're not going to get that high level of um, of psychological thinking for a little bit in these movies, actually for a while. But still, I kind of it's, it's just kind of this rubs in the wrong way how he treated Ivan. Like Ivan has a real complaint, but, but you know it is what it is. Right. All right. What else? What else can you tell? I'm 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 out of questions. Ah, uh, questions. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. Um, Black Widow. She's in this movie. Um, I tried to do some research to find some depth for, depth for Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And we already talked about how the Marvel movies are starting to base itself around the ultimate line, and and ultimate the ultimate storylines are pretty bland. I mean. Uh, Black Widow was a Russian spy who who became an American spy. She works for Shield. It's like it's not, it's not a whole lot to it. I was watching um, the movie again, and Scarlett Johansson is fine in this movie, but it's obvious that like sex sells, right? It's like yeah. Scarlett Johansson was just there to ha- wear tight dresses and be pretty, and it was really upsetting to me. It's like like we won't get a proper version of Black Widow, I think, until Avengers Endgame. Like we like, I was watching Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron, and there's a scene where she has her black suit on and it's tight, but it's like unzipped almost down to her belly button. Like we get a lot of cleavage. I'm like, what? 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 What is this? Like it's like uh, uh, the comics. What, what about have, the scene in this movie where she? Uh, I guess it's the Hammer Labs or something. She infiltrates yeah, she this building. A, she has a good fight scene. That's a fun fight scene. It's good stuff, but like. Ooh, a sexy woman fighting. It's the same thing. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just I understand why they had to do it. Black Will's an interesting character, but um I think the comics I think the comics have struggled with her as well. I don't I don't I don't see I, yeah, and I mean, this to is, quote Jessica Rabbit, isn't Black Widow drawn that way? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But listen, I'm really worried about this Black Widow movie because I just they they have to they're gonna have to do an immense amount of characterization for the Black Widow, Natasha, to make it work really well. And I'm 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 concerned it's not gonna happen. So there's like if you mm. look, Marvel I'm really has looking not, forward to it. Yeah, but Disney and Marvel have not blanketed airwaves with Black Widow coming out. Like when Black when Falcon and Real Soldier was about to come out, they couldn't stop showing it. You were seeing it on Twitter. You were seeing it everywhere. Black Widow is barely out there. And when's it come out? Like soon, right? Um, they've been shuffling the dates around, so I'm not positive. Uh, I think it's either late June or early July. I'm worried about that movie. I'm going to watch it, of course, but I'm worried about it. Um, but anyway, Black Widow is fine. Scarlett Johansson's good in it. She they developed the character over time. Um, but I, again, I I have real complaints about Black Widow throughout the Marvel universe. As as I have real complaints about how Scarlett Johansson played her, but it is what it is. So the, um, the plot of this overall movie does not come from the comics. Right? Elements of it do, like the armor wars, Tony Stark being sick, the, the creation of War Machine. There's pieces here and there, but the entire plot is not from the comics. No. Okay, so my guess is, I mean, it, it felt kind of like Black Widow's just in here to lead into 
future. Oh, hundred percent. Because yeah. we get we get a lot of Nick Fury, a ton of Nick Fury. Um, we get connections between Howard Stark creating Shield and stuff like that. This is um, it's like the move. The movies. This movie is doing a tremendous amount of work to get ready for the Avengers, and we're about to get Thor right after this. Then right. we'll get Captain America, the first Avenger, and then we get Avengers right after it. So, like this movie has to do a tremendous amount of work to get ready for Avengers. Um, so I will say, I've, al- I've already watched Thor in preparation for our next episode, and. Black Widow in this movie gets a way better introduction than Hawkeye does in Thor. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. You can barely remember that Hawkeye's in, in Thor. Um, right. But no, it, it, is, it is what it is. Um, what else? I think that's that's really it. Like, Iron Man 2 is fine. It's, it's a good movie. It's better than some of the other ones we've watched. Um, but... I'm looking forward to Thor. I'm looking, and I'm really looking forward to Captain America: First Avenger. Captain America: First Avenger might be my favorite Marvel movie. Um, so, like again, Iron Man Two does some good work, but it has some noble, noticeable story elements. It's also, did you notice when you're watching Iron Man Two, all the dead scenes? Like, it's just that's just I, there would be scenes where I would just skip. I didn't miss anything. Did you? Did you know? It's just kind of slow. It's a slow pace. That whole scene. Where the, there's like the map from the world, the Stark Expo, and then he takes the map and he's able to take all this stuff off of it and finds like the element. Like that just took forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I was like, I just don't, I, just, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. And then like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It is. Uh, it's, they were, they were definitely look? showing off some of their extra budget and some of their extra um, visual effects in this movie that they didn't have in Iron Man. Yeah, but they could like, give me another two minutes of fight scene with War Machine Iron Man. You know, like you know, like give me, give me that. Like I don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So any more questions? That's you about it for you as far as the it? movie goes. Let's yeah, talk about the post-credit scene then. All right, post-credit scene is Thor. Right? Uh, we get uh, well, Thor is not in it at all. No, but Coulson drives to, to Nova, no New Mexico. New Mexico. Right? Yeah. And he stops and he sees a bunch of like trucks driving around, this hammer that's stuck in the ground. And he says, I found it. And then we see Thor's hammer, which is awesome. Right. Awesome. Any, I mean, any, uh, anything to say about that? Like, no, no. Hmm. No, it's like, it's just, it's setting up for Thor. So we won't really have anything to talk about until we get to Thor. But um, uh, the idea that S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is out in the world looking for superhero elements and stuff like that, I, I find interesting. And to be honest with you, that post-credit scene with the Thor's hammer is probably the coolest sign that we're about to get a developed unified universe, right? Like, it's, and like, I like that a lot. I do. Um, we'll, I have to watch Thor again, which I'm going to probably do maybe today, maybe sometime next week. Um, but it's good stuff, and and I think it's going it's going to be. It, of course, it turns out <laughs> it, it's it's this tomorrow movie, so it turns out good for everybody. Um, but as far as is, is there a place in the comics where the hammer is like that? There are a couple places in, in the comics where hammer is like that, but we'll have to talk more about that next week. So this or, is now yeah. three three movies into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we've got Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, uh, and Iron, Iron Man 2. Man so too. yeah, this yeah. is the third movie. Yep. And so two out of three of those have pretty good post-credit scenes. Yeah, and, and, two, and all Hulk three... Does not. Yeah, but all three have post-credit scenes, and all three... 
have connections with Start Tech and stuff like that. And so all three are doing some really good work. So as far as trying to build a, a unified, a patient unified universe, I mean, these movies are coming out years apart, but they're still, it's like Marvel says, we're going to do this. We know what we're doing. We have a blueprint. We're going to stick to it. We're going to take our time. Uh, they definitely do that. And I respect that a lot. Like, so if you look at how what DC did as far as Warner Brothers and the DCU, they were trying to rush it as fast as possible, and it just didn't work. You can't you can't rush it. So Marvel taking this time and like you know getting fans hyped, getting all that stuff ready, I think worked for them 100. I mean, I'm critical um, for just because by nature I'm critical about this stuff, but uh, as a comic books fan, I couldn't be more happier if I was if I just walked out of Iron Man two. And I saw an incredible scene. I couldn't be happier as a comics fan. I couldn't like just seeing Don Shield as War Machine uh, is just you know a thrill. You know, it's like yeah, I couldn't be happier. Right. Cool. All right. Oh. So so next time Thor. Thor next time. Yep. All right. What Ooh. should our listeners tell their friends? Uh, uh, tell their friends to listen to this podcast if they are curious about certain things about comics from the movies that you might not have heard. And also tell your friends that, you know, listen to this podcast is just a good thing that you should do just for your soul. That's right. right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And where can they find this podcast, Mike? They can find this podcast almost everywhere that you can find a podcast. You can also find this podcast on YouTube if you want to do that. So there's that. Hmm. What's your favorite place to listen to podcasts? Just as a side note. For me, I'm an Apple podcast person. How about you? I have the podcast app on my phone that is the only app on my phone that is uncontrolled. Like it, I don't I don't curate it. The apps just do what they want. I need to go in there and actually delete all the the subscriptions and start over because I definitely just let that do what it wants to do. Um but yeah, I'm an Apple I'm glad it's on Apple Podcast now, so I'll 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 I'll, I'll grab it. It's, it's, listen to myself. And be and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, that wasn't right. Um, <laughs> right. And we're also on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle again? Twitter handle is Super Sideshow. Yeah. And so anything sp- that uh, Jarvis said that was wrong, you could totally yes. let us know on Twitter. Please. My my Twitter handle is J Slacks, J Y S L A C K S. So you can also DM me and say you're you're stupid. You did not read the Iron Man issue number four, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you can definitely do that as well. Or you could be nice about it and just point out that, hey, you got this wrong. Here's, no, a, be, ni- th- here's, a, here's a very helpful link. Yeah. Uh, do better in the future, Jarvis. Or just be mean. I'm fine with that. I, I'm, 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 I'm okay with meanness on the internet because I ignore it most of the time. <laughs> right. Um, okay. No, and, and I'm thinking also, too, at some point, I was looking, um, maybe, maybe I'll do one of those um, things on Twitter where I talk to people. Mm-hmm. What's that called? Yeah, the Twitter want... spaces. Twitter yeah, spaces. Yeah, maybe I do a Twitter space if we get if I if it ever gets demand. All right, but yeah, yeah. we're good. Iron Man too. There we go in the can. All right, yeah. Listen to us. Rate us on your apps and review us. Please. And we'll see you next time.